Welcome to the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. We're live from Dirty Martin's. Hi again, everybody. I'm Ed Clements along with Ben Clements and Scotty Sayers. Garrett Wilson back at the studio, our producer. I feel good. I like this football song. Let's strap it on. What is that? John Madden will be joining us soon. What is that music? NFL Films, baby. The (laughs) NFL Films. Welcome to the show, The End Zone Club, proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Plains Capital Bank, Covert and Bastrop, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, SNB Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, and by Delaware Subs and Fellas, 43 years in business, Delaware Subs, another proud sponsor of The End Zone Club. Tomorrow, Pete and the gang have two-for-one Philly cheesesteaks as they do on NFL Sundays, and we're glad that our buddy Pete Edemski's back with Delaware Subs, a strong supporter of the end zone club and the 15th club and the strong supporter of Save Muni. Thank you, Pete Ademski and Delaware Subs being back on the show. Well, fellas, uh, we're moments away from kickoff in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. The Longhorns, the last time they played in Tuscaloosa was the year 1902 was the final (laughs) year, or the last year that the Longhorns played in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. All the other times have been at bowl games or championship games. So the Longhorns and Alabama go head-to-head. The Longhorns had not lost to Alabama until the national championship game in 2010. And, of course, last year the Longhorns suffered a, a difficult loss, losing by one point at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. Yeah, Pop, as they say, sometimes you got to be thrown to the lion's den to see what you're made of. We saw that last year with Texas, seeing it again this year. They're being thrown in the ultimate lion's den early in the season. They had a nice tune-up game for Rice. This week is the most important week of the year for Steve Sarkeesian. It's maybe the most important game for Steve Sarkeesian, who's currently 14-12 and 12, uh, in his tenure at He said the same thing last year. I did, but this is a big game. He goes back to where his career was reinvented. Nick Saban took him in when everybody had said goodbye Steve Sarkeesian after his disastrous situation at USC. He went to coach's rehab. He earned his way back. He was an offensive coordinator for two years, and this is the game. This this could be the signature win. He's not had a signature win in his time at Texas, and Uh it's it's a paltry, I'll say it, it's a paltry 14-2 record, but this is the type of game that you could solidify your place at the University of Texas, and if they were be able to win tonight, would jumpstart the rest of the season for the Texas Longhorns, who I believe have a favorable schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, we, we heard from Kirk Herbstreet uh, last hour on the 15th Club. This is a, a great matchup of a game. This is a how-you-doing for Texas. Going into uh, intimate territory and facing the dynamic dynasty, the team of the, uh, the 2010s Alabama. This is a huge game for Steve Sarkeesian. Huge game for Quinn Ewers and really the entire university heading into the SEC next year. This is an opportunity for Steve Sarkeesian to say, hey, I'm elite. I belong at a Power 5 school. I belong in an SEC school as a head coach. This is going to be a great game and a great night for really all of college football. Two historically amazing schools with traditions, with national championships. And here we are at Dirties. We have the eyes of Texas in the background. This is what this game does to college football it really does and this is uh, the biggest game of the weekend the biggest game of the night in ncaa football 
Sarkeesian and the Longhorns are seven-point underdogs. And I know, ironically, the most gambling today was on the Colorado-Nebraska oh, game. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. But if you didn't take Texas plus seven, you don't like Texas. Yeah. This is a game they can win. If you didn't take Moneyline, you're fooling yourself. Yeah, this is a game that they can win. And this is a game I think they will cover. Here come the Crimson Tide of Alabama on the field. Uh, but the Longhorns, seven-point dogs in this game. Uh, 100,000 people in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> a little cleanup real quick. Like, this is radio. We're doing this live. i got to tell you and you and uh, Scotty Dad, y'all are delayed. You're looking, you're looking, uh, uh, what, what direction is that? That'd be uh, looking, south. We're you're looking, looking south. south. I'm looking north at the, at here at Dirty Martins. Y'all are delayed than I am. Really? You're, you're on a one-second delay. I'm watching live. Let me tell you what's going on. What's happening? Game. What's happening? They're showing Jalen Milrow, the, the very great quarterback out of Alabama. I just want to let you know, y'all are delayed. You know. He's praying right now. These TVs are a little, little off. This could be a, this could be difficult. <laughs> this could be bad. I don't um, think no, it's Texas be has difficult. their hands full. It is Nick Saban, and it is a fresh quarterback, Jalen Milrow, who we have not seen a lot of in his time in Alabama. He had flashes last year uh, when Bryce Young had, had a couple. He had a couple injuries where he'd be out for a few series. Uh, we saw him first last week, starting game, playing the entire game. He looks great. This is a kid that is tough to ho- to keep a hold of, stay in the pocket. It's a running ba- quarterback that most defensive coordinators hate to see. A quarterback who is the fastest guy on the team, and that's what Nick Saban has. Let me ask you guys, okay, so we've got rivals. Texas has A&M and Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah. and Arkansas. It's hard to really hate and I use the word hate because you do that in athletics when you play uh-huh. an opponent. It's hard to hate Alabama, though, isn't it? Or or do, ah! or do you? No, no, no. I, I beg to differ, Scotty. It's kind of like how people grew to hate the, the, the Golden State Warriors, how people grew to hate the Yankees or the Cowboys. You hate the winners. They hate the dynasties. Yeah. And that's what we're in right now, to this day, right now. The Alabama Crimson Tide under Nick Saban is a dynasty. People don't like seeing the big bad empire continuing to kill planets. That's yeah. what Alabama is. Yeah. And I, I, but it's weird because nationally speaking, people don't like Alabama because of their dynasty, but people hate Texas for the culture. <laughs> yeah. So I want to. I, I wish I would have made a poll nationally what people think of this game because yeah. you have the evil empire, but then you have a pretty unlikable Texas team in the eyes of the, the public. And I, I think Texas is unlikable because we are, we as a football program have been braggadocious. We beat Georgia in a meaningless game for Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. You were there. Sam Ellinger. You were there. Yeah. Sam saying we're Open back. His mouth up. Yeah, we're back when we weren't back. I think that's the thing because let's just admit it, Texas has been in the ditch for 10 years. Ever since Mac Brown lost, this, this football dynasty has been lost. And it's, and it's sort of like the Cowboys because Chris Del Conte and the other people, the big big people who give money like Scotty Sayers and everybody, you've made a palace over there at DKR. We've got the facilities. We look like we're champions when, quite frankly, we're okay. not. We're not. Let's not harp on this. We are <laughs> seconds away from kickoff. Let's not harp on what has been done and what's going to be in the future. We are seconds away, guys. I think in terms of big games at UT, what we're fixing to see as they're approaching to make the kickoff, Texas will get the ball first. Alabama will be kicking off. I think this is the biggest game we've seen from, from the Texas Longhorns in, in a decade. Uh, man, I think this is the biggest road game we've seen for the Longhorns since Texas and Ohio State. 
at Ohio State in the horseshoe. I was there when Vince Young led yeah. the Longhorns to that victory and propelled them to a national championship. This is the biggest road game, and this is the most hostile situation that the Longhorns have seen uh, on a road game. This is this is the most difficult place, far more difficult than uh, Arkansas. Really, the kick is. is off, and Texas has let it go in the end zone. So Quinn Ewers will take take over at the 25-yard line. A first look of Quinn Ewers this season on the road, wearing the white. This is a big drive, and I'm going to say that constantly over the next hour. Every drive is big when you're on the road, when you're at a a very hostile environment. Every drive means something. What do you do on the first play? I would start it easy. I, I would I'd go long. <laughs> I'd go long and I'd, I'd make the big call. You want to set the, the set the tone. We have so Steve Sarkeesian opens up with nobody in the backfield. Quinn Ewers takes off and and he throws a left hash and it is to C.J. Baxter, the freshman running back. Ten yards. Has made a very good comeback. We saw him last week. He went down in the third quarter. And by the way, I got to say this. I know fans out there, listeners, we are on a delay. One TV is live, other one is a little delayed. So. <laughs> well, well half the back. people are watching one way and half the yeah. other. Yeah. So. CJ Baxter, though, yeah, he went down last week, and it was precautionary. They took him out of the game in the third quarter. It's Ex good to see CJ Baxter's back. Excellent call by the Longhorns. Okay, okay, Ben, tell us what's happening now. <laughs> Yours passing complete. <laughs> this is. We're not used to this, folks. We we, we we rarely do play by play. So and Xavier Worthy, here. Xavier Worthy. So two passes out of the box for the Texas Longhorns. Yeah. This is interesting because, you know, the Texas Longhorns have C.J. Baxter and Jonathan Brooks as running backs, and we've seen that before. Let's go one more play before we go to break and also get you up to date on the Aggies. Yeah, it is a run up the middle by C.J. Baxter. He bounces out left and gets on the left hash, makes about four yards before he goes down. Texas will be in an early third down, third and four. Um, this, this is a bit of a copyright violation, isn't it? Isn't it? I think this is super legal what we're doing. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're doing what a lot. We're doing what the Mannings do. The, we, Man, the Mannings oh, do this. Right. The they, Mannings do this. They're employed by ESPN. What we could do, guys. We're, yeah. We, we're, we're employed by ESPN. They're, they're in our umbrella. This is a stretch. disclaimer. It's, we're yeah. Just, we, we're just it's reacting. This or we yes. talk about the yes. Buffalo Bills for the next 45 minutes. We, either way. We are reacting to what we are seeing. That's what we are doing. And uh, something big and is happening. And Quinn Ewers scrambles for a 15-yard gain. Texas gets the first down, and Quinn Ewers <laughs> sets the tone early with a quarterback run, a great scramble. This is the End Zone Club on KOBJ live from Arrakis Dirty Martins, and we'll return with more on the End Zone Club right after this. Back on the End Zone Club live from Dirty Martins, our show proudly brought to you by Howie, Breen, and Herman, attorneys at law, Plains Capital Bank. Covert and Bastrop, they were closed today but open tomorrow. Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road. SNB Amusements, if you need a pinball machine, jute box, find out more at SNB Amusements. Also brought to you by Pokey Joe's Barbecue. Doug and the gang do it great. They'll cater your next party. Pokey Joe's Barbecue and by Delaware Subs. No baloney there. Peter Dembski tomorrow. It's the two for one Philly cheesesteak. Two for one Philly cheesesteak. At Delaware Subs, 43 years Delaware Subs. Underway in Tuscaloosa, Longhorns in Alabama, nothing, nothing. A call was just reversed, yep. looked upon. Uh, it was a, a looked like a fumble by Texas, but the officials say, no, it was not a fumble. It was not a fumble. It was an incomplete pass for Texas. That pop, I'm going to do you a favor real quick. Bad radio. You're going to come... You're going to come right here. You're going to come sit right there so you can watch this game live. Uh, third and eight for Quinn Ewers, a, a 
again, guys, we talked about early setting the tone. Texas needs to go and get a couple points here. To they need to get three points to set this tone. Hostile environment. You know, I would like to see Jukavian Sanders get in the game. I'd like to see uh, you know some big plays. But again, this is tough. Tough test for Steve Sarkeesian. Let's get you up to date on the Aggies. The Aggies are in Miami and they're trailing 41 to 33. And that game is under five minutes to play. So the Aggies still have time to win that thing, but they got an uphill battle. 41 to 33. Tennessee has gone ahead of Austin P 13 to 3. We'll take a look at the Big 12 schedule. Big 12. Oklahoma over SMU 14-3 in the second quarter. West Virginia over Duquesne 14-10. Cincinnati over Pitt 10-7 in the first. Oregon State and Tech are scoreless. Rice leads Houston by a score of 7-0 in their game. Hey, Pop, as we're, tech, we're seeing Texas, they take a timeout. Fourth and six, they take a timeout. Are they going for it? Uh, they lined up as if they were going to go for it, but they call the timeout. It looks like they will uh, decide to t- take the punt. What yard line are they on? Are they, they're inside Alabama territory, they're correct? They're inside Alabama territory, but they will punt. They took the, they took the penalty to push them back. They're in no man's land right there. Yeah, so it would have been a long. It would have yeah, been a gutsy. You, you do not want to get Jalen Milrose a short, a short, field. A short yeah. field. So this is wise by by a, a Steve Sarkeesian. While we're waiting this punt, Pop, let's talk about A&M real quick. Again, 41-33 with five minutes left in the game. And Miami will get the ball back here after this kickoff. Jimbo Fisher... Let's be honest. I don't think he has met expectations. Coming from no. Florida State, no. going to A&M, they paid him a king's ransom to go to College Station. What kind of leash do you think Jimbo Fisher's on this season? You know, Ben, I think it's a, he, it's a big payout. I think he's. I think he's on a very short leash. Longhorns have down the punt inside the three-yard line. Great punt of uh, Alabama. So Alabama will set up shop with a long way to go. Speaking about Jimbo Fisher, the leash to me is very short Mm -hmm. because of the money they're paying. He apparently, with a lot of Aggie people, is one of the most unlikable coaches of all time for Texas A&M. Texas A&M had Kevin Sumlin, a nice guy. They had R.C. Slocum, who was a great guy. Now they got Jimbo Fisher, who really is not liked by the Aggie faithful. Yeah. I just wonder, and Scotty, and you're a businessman. You worked in the in the game of, of athletes and getting paid and coaches getting paid. Is it worth it for them to eat that contract and then eat all that money to start over? I think at the end of this season it'll be what seventy eight million, seventy Maybe seven, seven, that's a seventy hell million. Of a, that's a yeah, generational wealth. It's right a big there. number. It's a big number, and they were just and you know, Scotty, we all know John Sharp. I respect John Sharp, former state official in Texas, but it was a foolish contract they gave him. Would it be better to spend that $70 million in a combine and bring in the best players in the nation? I mean, well, they, I thought, mean, they thought they did with NIL last year. Yeah. They thought they, they brought in a great team, and as a lot of people said, it was the, the most money, that, the worst team money could buy last year for Texas A&M. And, and guys, you know what, I, what my A&M people have told me that are in the know at A&M, it's desperation mode this year for Texas A&M. They know that the Longhorns are coming into the SEC next year. They're going to be infringing on that Texas territory to, to, to uh, recruit to the SEC. They know this is a pinnacle year for the Aggies. If they can outdo the Longhorns, it will be 
clear skies going into the future. But if A&M struggles this year and the Longhorns sur- surpass them, they're going to lose Texas as, as stomping grounds for the SEC. Ben, I think you bring up a good point. I think the last thing the Aggies really want to do is start with Texas coming into the SEC in Oklahoma with a new head coach. And they're in a lull. You don't yeah. want that if you're an you, Aggie. You don't want that if, if you're an Aggie. But I think that's what they face because, gosh, fellas, they've got a daunting SEC challenge the rest of the way. Unlike Texas, when Texas has a favorable schedule, the Aggies don't have a favorable schedule. And if you lose tonight at Miami, that's going to set the tone for the rest of the year because Miami's unranked. Yeah. Miami's got a new head football coach. They're in a rebuilding program. They're in a city, Miami, where they really don't give a rip about college football. They they love the pro football. Scoreboard nine, 41-33, Miami over A&M, under five minutes. Washington leads Tulsa 36-3 in the third. Tennessee leads Austin P at halftime 13-6. This is a surprise. Mack Brown and Appalachian State, North Carolina and App State are tied 17-all midway through the third quarter. That's bad for Mack. Also in the second quarter, Oklahoma over SMU, 14-3. Duke leads Lafayette, 21-3. Texas Tech leads Oregon, 6-0. The Red Raiders are on top of Oregon early, 6-0, Ben. They are, Pop. And real quick, I want to mention great words from Mac Brown this week, calling out the NCAA as we're waiting at Texas punt. Great words from Mac Brown. There was a scandal with North Carolina, and and he said his piece. We love Mac Brown. We love him at North Carolina. I'm happy to see that somebody finally has the stones Let me, to call yeah, out the NCAA. He had a player that wa- wanted to play for for North Carolina. The guy had some emotional issues, mental issues, and in this day of age of transfer portal, and everybody transferred. You had uh, C.J. Daniels last week of Rice, who's played at four schools, and the NCAA denied denied North Carolina's claim and Mac Brown went off on uh, nor- went off on the NCAA rightfully so because yeah. it is preposterous that the NCAA will allow transfers at the drop of a hat but here's a young man who played at one other school yep. and who's a who's a, apparently a very good kid and they deny him it and, and I think this sets the tone too fellas for the time is going to come when a lot of colleges and universities are going to break away and say enough is enough. We want to start our own league. We want to start our own thing with the NCAA out of it. Scotty, Dad, you know, y'all y'all know Mac on a very personal level, and Texas fans have a very deep admiration for Mac Brown. And college fans, college football fans in particular, They've had about enough of the NCAA. I agree. Do y'all do y'all believe what I think a lot of Texas people think? Mac Brown should give up his role in North Carolina and push to become the head governor for the NCAA if these Power Five schools decide to break off and form their own union. Boy, I'm, if I'm if I'm Mac at this point in his life, he's what 71 years old. Yeah. Why ruin your retirement by taking on something like that? Because he likes that kind of stuff, I think, yeah, Scotty. I yeah. think he sees out of the challenge. He would be a perfect person, Ben, to run this new college football league. And I think if he were would be able to run this new college football league, it would end the madness, I believe, of these crazy things where SMU goes to the uh, ACC 
and uh, others go to the ACC Stanford in California, I think he would be great for the New Deal. What's going on at uh, Tuscaloosa, Ben? Uh, Alabama is driving right now. Jalen Milrow just had a very smooth 14-yard uh, scramble to get within the Longhorn 40-yard line. Alabama driving right now. Eight minutes left in the first quarter. Jalen Milrow has already ha- already has 50 rushing yards in the game. Wow. He is looking smooth right now, but Texas desperately, excuse me, they're on they're on the 40-yard line on their own side, but Texas needs a big play right now because Alabama's moving the chains pretty easily. That's the thing about Jalen Milrow. Unlike, you know, Quinn Ewers is a passer. Jalen Milrose is a, is, a, is a passer, but he's a guy that gets back there, and if he doesn't see anything, yeah. he's going to take off running. Taking off, yeah. Take off running. Uh, and he's not like uh, Bryce Young, the Heisman Trophy winner. Bryce Young was a guy who who would, you know, throw it away. He had a big rush against Texas last year. Uh, so Alabama is at a second and 10 on their own 40-yard line. Hey, guys, do you think that was it the NIL? Was the NIL the, the quote-unquote straw that broke the camel's back in terms of people really opening their eyes to the NCAA? And Texas has an interception here. Jalen Milrow has his first turnover takeover at the 30-yard line. A humongous play the Longhorns and bringing the momentum on their side of the field. A big interception for the Longhorns. There's a crack in the Alabama offense as a beautiful, beautiful interception by the Texas Longhorns who jumped the route. And the Longhorns will set up shop in Alabama territory. We got to take a break. After this break, more from Dirty Martin's Place. This is the End Zone Club on KLBJ Radio. Back from Dirties, where the excitement is palatable here on KLBJ. Back on the show, this is the End Zone Club live from Dirty Martins, where the Longhorns in Alabama, nothing, nothing early on, but the Longhorns are threatening Ben Clements. Our show proudly brought to you by Howie Breen and Herman, Attorneys at Law, Plains Capital Bank, Covert and Bastrop, S&B Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, and by Delaware Subs, no baloney there. Ben, the Longhorns moments ago went for it on a fourth and two at the 10-yard line of Alabama. A gutsy move. He did not, Steve Sarkeesian did not take the points. He went for it, and they passed for the first down. Yeah, they did, they did pop a, a, in these games, guys, y'all know more than I, on the road, hostile, points, huge game. Points. No. Yes. Turnovers. Turnovers and gutsy plays. But, Ben, I'm telling you. I, I would rather have seen the put Longhorns put some points on the board. And I think they're going to put points on the board because they're inside the 10-yard line right now. Field goals will not beat Alabama. Whether you like it or not, feel, yes, you want points. You'd like to see your team is up. Three points is diddly compared to what the Alabama Crimson time I want him to 35 seconds. Well, we had a third and two. And so you figure if you can't make third and two, you're backing off. Yeah. And so maybe the three points wasn't right there. They passed on third down. Then they did the play action on yeah. fourth down, which was a pretty safe play. You know, what's the old saying that um, Michael Irvin said? Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games. But you got to be smart. And that applies to coaching, Pop. Okay, you got to remember last Sunday night, LSU and Florida State. LSU, LSU got their ass kicked. But they had a chance to go up 
on the first series of the game, yeah. and they didn't do it. Yeah. And it set the tone the rest of the well, night. You know it's bad when Dad gets to a stripper voice. <laughs> they didn't do it. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm very I, serious. I respectfully I'm disagree. old school, man. Uh, yeah, and that is why you would lose the game 12-24. to 24, No. Because all you do is kick field goals. In games like this, calculated risks. Steve Sarkeesian saw that if he goes down there and scores a touchdown, that outweighs the few points he can get. The cell phones buzzing right now are the Texas A&M alumni. Right now, under two minutes to play, Scotty, we have an update, 48-33. Miami's going to upset the fight in Texas A&M Aggies. I believe that the Aggie Nation is really, really mad about this one. Well, of course they are. Miami, unranked. Miami, not very good. And they have throttled the fight in Texas A&M Aggies in Miami. I guess the question is, has the has the private jet already taken off for the coaching surge, or are they waiting till Monday? I, I, I think you know there may be some some things going on now because there are a lot of Aggies who are not happy about this. Again, as we talked about earlier, they got a very difficult SEC schedule, Scotty. So I think this is. Awful news for Jimbo Fisher, and I'm very surprised about this because Bobby Petrino, the offensive coordinator, puts up 33, but Miami puts up 48 points against this Texas A&M defense. Terrible defense. Um, I mean, Miami is a mediocre team. Right. They're mid-level ACC team right now. Mid-level, yeah. It's a setback for A&M. They get Louisiana Monroe next week, so they'll bounce back, but then they've got Auburn and they've got Tennessee. They've They've got... an SEC schedule ahead of them. You they know, do. so they're going to lose more games. You know, my question, guys, is if they were to move ahead and replace Jimbo, they started and set a hell of a precedent paying Jimbo Fisher $100 million over 10 years. Yeah. yeah I'm not a businessman. I'm a, I'm a common folk here. I paycheck to paycheck. Don't they have to pay the next guy I gotta that pay a ton of money. or more? I don't know if they have to pay him that much money. Longhorns just attempted a pass in the end zone. What happened there? And Xavier Worthy drops the pass. He had an open touchdown in the uh, left corner. Xavier Worthy drops an open touchdown, and Texas will have a third down here. Oh, man. That is a bad start to Xavier Worthy. That was an easy touchdown. Oh, boy. Quinn Ewers, he might have overthrown it just a hair. Touched his hands, though, a very unfortunate miss by the Texas Oh, man, that was an opportunity to put a touchdown on the board. And now you do kick a field goal. Now you're kicking the field goal. Burt Auburn is in to kick the field goal to get three points, but this is... This is going to be maddening for Steve Sarkeesian. The kick is up, and it is good. Brett Auburn makes the field goal to to put Texas into a 3-0 lead. That's unfortunate, guys. It it is. The Ewers had an open touchdown with Xavier Worthy and the star receiver, Xavier Worthy, it's a tough catch. He had got two hands on it, though. This is an opportunity loss, though, because yeah. Texas converted on a fourth and two to keep the drive alive inside the 10-yard line, and this is maddening to Steve Sarkeesian because how big would that seven look on the board? Three looks pretty good right now, but you're right, Ben. It's not going to be a 3 nothing game because no. uh, Milrow is a very, very fine quarterback, and there's going to be some points on the board for uh, this this Alabama team. Uh, bad bad news coming out of the Miami game. We have a player down for Miami, and it is not looking great here. The, the game has come to a halt. Both teams are on the field oh, right now. Got to cart him off. As yeah. they're waiting for the cart to come on. 
Uh, we don't know the update here, but it is not looking good in Miami for a Miami defensive player. That's tough. That's tough. Injuries happen. Let's take a look at our scoreboard uh, in the Big 12 right now. Let's take a look at what's going on. The Longhorns lead Alabama 3-0. Oklahoma at halftime leads SMU 14-3. West Virginia over Duquesne. What the hell are they playing Duquesne for? That's a basketball score, 14-3. Uh, it is uh, Cincinnati over Pitt, 17-7. Oregon and Texas Tech score are, are tied at 7-7 seven seven in the first quarter in Lubbock. Boise State over University of Central Florida, the new member of the Big 12, 7-3. Get this score. Rice leads Houston 21 to nothing. Wow. The Rice Owls, who played the Longhorns very hard, covered the spread last week, lead crosstown rival Houston 21 to nothing. Earlier today, Utah defeated the Baylor Bears 20-13. Kansas State over Troy, 42-13. BYU over Southern Utah, 41-16. Iowa downs Iowa State, 20-13. 7 o'clock tonight, Nickel State against Sunny Dykes and TCU. And the late game tonight uh, involving a Big 12 school, it's going to be Oklahoma State playing Arizona State at 9.30 on Fox Sports, which should be a very good game. Uh, Pop, let's talk TCU real quick. Friend of the program, good buddy of ours, Sunny Dykes and the TCU Horn Frogs. They had a colossal start against Colorado last year. Yeah. The team, the team from Colorado was for real, and you can't fault them. Colorado no. put a spanking on today against historically fantastic program Nebraska. But how important is it for Sunny Dykes to not only win today, but to put up many, many, many points? Good statement. It's got to be a statement game for Sunny Dykes because he has Nickel State, and then he starts conference play. Uh, you know, very, very soon, and obviously there was going to be a drop-off on TCU. We saw that coming. They had so many close games last year, and it was sort of a magical season. Yeah. But you got to know they were going to lose some games. I think Sonny Dykes, I've not talked to him this week, but I think he was shocked that they lost to Colorado, which now is not that, you know, it's not a bad loss no. because Colorado beat Nebraska today. Colorado will be 3-0. Colorado will play Oregon and uh, Southern Cal back-to-back in September. So yeah. it's not a terrible loss, but I think Sonny Dykes needs to make a statement tonight uh, against uh, Nickel State. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I I've been, you know, I've been on the Twitter sphere. I've been reading a lot about this TCU team, and I feel for our buddy Sonny because these TCU fans are reminding me a lot of our Texas fans here in Austin. Not a lot of patience, you know. Yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery. What are you doing right now? And yeah. TCU fans are already, they're holding Sonny Dykes accountable, and he's already on a short leash is what I'm seeing. Well, I don't, you know, he should not be on a short leash because, you know, things happen in college football. It should not have happened last week, but it did happen last week. Is they, you know, they're going to be still very competitive for the conference title. A game that's sort of intriguing to me right now is the game between SMU and Oklahoma. They're at halftime, and the Boomer Sooners lead 14 to three. Scotty, SMU is better. They go to the they're going to go to the ACC next year. But uh, Oklahoma scored 70 plus points last week. Oklahoma more than likely should be undefeated when they play Texas at the Cotton Bowl. But this is a rather close game. Yeah, it's surprising. But here's one that's even more surprising. North Carolina is only ahead of Appalachian State, 20 to 17. In the fourth quarter, and Appalachian State has the ball in North Carolina territory. Drake May 
15 of 21 for 102 wow. yards. You Those know, are not the, high school the, the man that a lot of people thought would be the second quarterback uh, off the board in this upcoming draft. This is a, you know, every game is important when you're looking to get drafted in the upcoming uh, season. But Drake May, who looked fantastic week one against North Carolina State, this is going to be a, a big finish for him because... Whether you like it or not, these NFL scouts, they're looking at your schedule. Because it's not only about what you sure. can do personally, but how you can lead your team through throughout the season. But I think there was going to be a normal drop out, a drop off after last week's North Carolina win over South Carolina. Emotional Excuse win me, for South Mac. Carolina, yeah. yeah, emotional win for Mac. He wins 100 games at North Carolina. He won 100 at Texas. So, And remember, Mac used to coach at Appalachian State. And remember... Appalachian State defeated the Aggies in College Station last year. So this is no gimme, even though uh, North Carolina was a double-digit favorite in this thing. What's going on with the Longhorns in Alabama, Ben? Uh, right now, Alabama, they had a couple quick first downs. They have a, a second and eight here, uh, just shy of uh, midfield. Second and nine, short of, uh, just shy of midfield. And, you know, Jalen Milrow... He's a he's a he's a crafty quarterback. He's a runner. You know, he's a this runner. This is somebody that I, I would you know I, I'm not I don't work in football, but I would assume that most defensive coordinators this is their worst nightmare. He is somebody that on the dime can 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 switch positions and can get upfield. You know Steve Sarkeesian and this defense are going to have their hands full, but turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Whenever that opportunity arises, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alabama is inside the Longhorn territory again. Texas leads three to nothing. We're broadcasting live from Dirty Martin's Place, where there is a host of Longhorn fans here watching the Longhorns battle the Alabama Crimson Tide, a top three team. Longhorns just made a Fourth big stop. Three. Fourth down, that's great. Big stop <laughs> for the Longhorns as, uh, hey. You know, guys, th this reminds me of, what was it, three years ago during the, the 15th Club when we were doing Tiger Woods play-by-play -play and we thought we broke every every rule in the book. We haven't done that no, since we did. then. We did. The PGA Tour called me that day. This, this is reminding me of those days. The See, NCAA will probably call us say, here about an hour. Let's just be careful. We're not doing play-by-play, -play, Ben. We're just reacting yeah. to the plays we see. Explaining what we see. People do that all the time on YouTube, so we're just explaining what we see. Alabama is going for it at a fourth and three. Uh, Milrow oh, at a back-to-pass. Nice know, pass. A nice pass, and Alabama converts. That's a ballsy move by Nick Saban there. Really it, is. It, it is. We saw that Steve Sarkeesian, he's already done that, and now we're seeing Nick Saban. This is going to be a punch-to-punch -punch game. Okay, we got to take a break. This is the End Zone Club live from Dirty Martin's Place. Ed and Ben and Scotty, our show brought to you by Delaware Subs, two-for-one cheesesteaks tomorrow, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, S&B Amusements, Sue Patrick, Covert and Bastrop, Plains Capital Bank, and by Howry, Breen, and Herman. We'll be back with more from Dirties right after this. On the End Zone Club on News Radio KLBJ live from the deep, excuse me, from Dirty Martin's Place, <laughs> our other home away from home. We're watching Texas at Alabama. Thank you to our great friends over at Howard Breeden Herman, Plains Capital Bank, Covert and Bastrop, Sue Patrick at 5222 Burnett Road, SMB Amusements, Pokey Joe's Barbecue, and Delaware Subs, where tomorrow they'll have their two-for-one Philly and Chicken Cheesesteaks Day. 43 years, Pete Adamski. You know, if you want to talk Philadelphia Eagle talk tomorrow, go talk to Pete Adamski. No baloney there at Delaware Subs. Uh, Pop, 
we got breaking news here. Appalachian State is leading the North Carolina Tar Heels 24-20 with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Huge upset brewing here in Chapel Hill. 15-7 uh, in Lubbock. Oregon leads the Texas Tech Red Raiders. That would be a nightmare scenario for our friend Mac Brown to lose against Appalachian State where he used to be the head football coach. Um, there have been a lot of weird games this year, guys. I'll be honest with you. A lot of weird upsets. I think it all started with TCU in Colorado, yeah. North Carolina. We had Baylor lose to Texas, Texas State. The by, by the way, that's Texas a, Texas a, Bobcats. a heck of a game tonight down there. We'll check the score on that on the Texas State Bobcats and UT San Antonio. That's a big, big game. Well, the TCU game doesn't look so weird after after the way Colorado played today. Yeah. I think they, they might be They're for, for real. real. They are. No, yeah. you're, you're right. I, yeah. Not many people knew what to expect, seeing as how they brought in 80 new players, a unproven coach from the FBS, Jackson State. He brought in his own son to be the quarterback. He didn't give the team a chance to get to put to fight for that quarterback position. And also, it's Colorado. When was the last time they were a powerhouse? 1991? Well, that's when, when they had Macca. What was his name? That was Bill. Uh, they won the national championship. Yeah. Bill McCartney Bill was the McCartney. head coach. Bill McCartney. Yeah. Sal Anessi and Eric Bieniemy was yeah, the, and, know, and on so that team. Yeah. They, they have been unknown. And, and I think Deion Sanders... You know, he was just looking for a, a Power 5 conference to go to. Colorado gave him a chance, and, you know, if you were a smart guy, you would have thought, yeah, Deion Sanders is going to come, and he's going to be successful. But a lot of people had doubt for him bringing in a full new team who had played in the FBS, but this Colorado team is real. Um, back in, in Colorado will win next week. They play cross-state rival Colorado State. Then it gets much tougher. Yeah. They have to go to Oregon to face the Oregon Ducks. But then they host USC in yeah. Boulder, which ought, which and, should be a very interesting and game. And, fellas, North Carolina just came back and took the lead again, 27-24. Okay, well, we have a big game <laughs> going up in Chapel Hill. Back to this Texas-Alabama game. Uh, Nick Saban took a little uh, play out of Steve Sarkeesian's, his book, and they went for a fourth down, and they, uh, they got it. But Texas is a big stop. Alabama now has a 35-yard field goal to tie this ball game up. A huge stop for Steve Sarkeesian and his defense, limiting Alabama to potential three points. The kick is up, and it is good. It is now tied 3-3 uh, in Tuscaloosa. Texas will take over the ball here. It's sort of a win there for Texas, I think, Ben, yeah. that the, the, they do that. And by the way, Mac is only under 10 minutes to play. And 27-17, is that correct? 27-17, North Carolina leads. 27-24. 27-24 now. Thank you very yeah. much, Scotty. And we are all but finished here uh, in Miami. The Aggies <laughs> will go down in Miami. Disastrous for the Aggies. It, that really, it, it, it I, is. I can't stress enough. If you're the Aggies, you're desperate to separate yourself from the Longhorns with Texas coming in next year, starting the season off with a to loss to against an inferior Miami team. This is disastrous. And it's disastrous for Dana Holgerstorn and uh, Houston. Rice leads Houston 21 to nothing. We had Kelly Marchbanks, one of the assistant ADs, and when Houston won last week over UTSA, they had hope was springing eternal that they were going to do some stuff, but man, oh man. What a terrible outing so far, and it's still early. Yeah. Rice leads 21 to nothing. They're in the third quarter to end of Norman, Oklahoma over LSU, 14 to three. Oregon over Texas Tech, 15 to seven. Boise State still leads UCF, seven to three. As we said earlier, Utah over Baylor, 20 to 13 in that game. Iowa over Iowa State, 20 to 13. 
TCU and Nickel State about to uh, tip off. All right, Pop, as we're going to fix and watch Texas take over on downs here, NFL starts tomorrow, full spread of games, starting at, at noon tomorrow, finishing Monday with Bills and Jets. Cowboys tomorrow night against the Giants. I'm excited for the NFL season, guys. We're here. Talk to our buddy Mitch Morris. He's excited. He thinks this is the best team they put together in his tenure with the Bills. They got a big test as they face the J-E-T-S, Jets, yep. Jets, Jets. That ought to be a big football game. There are a lot of great games. I'm excited about Atlanta and Carolina because yep. it'll be the first game of B. John Robinson. First game of B. John Robinson plays. Yeah, there, there's a lot of hope for, for the, the Falcons. They have, you know, Desmond Ritter, starting quarterback with a – they have a good good function of running backs. It'll be interesting to see what Desmond Ritter can do, but there's a lot of hope for B. Sean Robinson in really improving the rush game and elevating the Falcons to a playoff contending team. Scotty, tomorrow night the Dallas Cowboys face the New York football Giants in the Meadowlands. Cowboys favorite, I guess, by three or three and a half. Boy, the Cowboys need a great start with Dak Prescott. I know Jerry Jones, the old-timer, would uh, give his left arm to win a championship. I get the feeling the Cowboys are going to win tomorrow, but there's somewhat controversy now with Dak Prescott. Did you hear about his new tattoo? Mm -hmm. He got a new tattoo, a giant tattoo on his leg, and they put him to sleep for 11 hours for the tattoo procedure. Is that not the wildest thing That's you've ever seen? And, and what was the tattoo? Was it Jerry know. Jones? What was it? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. When I got that KLBJ tattoo on my behind, it only took me to sleep for five hours, so and that was took up both my behinds. Yeah, but that's a big country. I, I just think the Cowboys fellas are destined to have a good year. And Cowboys in a very difficult division with Philadelphia and the New York football giants as well. Uh, Longhorn still in action. Jordan Whittington uh, with a catch. As it gets over about the 42-yard line and the first down for And, guys, we can't talk a little NFL without bringing up the first game of the year. The Detroit Lions take down Patrick Mahomes, the reigning Super Bowl champions. No Travis Kelsey in game one, which made the, the Chiefs' offense look like a shell of themselves. But Pat Mahomes loses at home on his trophy ceremony night to the Detroit Lions, who, along with Jared Goff, they looked for real. And we're seeing a... Oh! We see Longhorns try to look. But East has gone trickery early in these Texas Longhorn games. They had a pass out wide to Xavier Worthy, who then passed it on to Jordan Whittington, where we see a P.I. And Texas will have a huge pickup here uh, in early 15, in the second quarter. Only 15 yards. Remember, it's not like the NFL. It's a 15-yard penalty. Pop, but in these games, every single five-yard gain you get is going to be huge especially the way this is going. That, you know, was, that was fun to watch. Xavier Worthy, a wide receiver. A, a Donnie Mitchell, excuse me. Yeah, Donnie Mitchell was going long, and he was held by the Alabama I'm defender. I'm going to say this real quick while we're short on time. It is patently ridiculous that, that college football does not have the same P.I. as NFL because in that situation, if you're the defender, you go ahead and tackle his ass because it's only 15 yeah, yards. You're exactly yeah, well, right. I remember dude. when Freddie Steinmark was hurt and Coach Royal said, Tackle the guy. Tackle yep. the guy. Yeah. Don't let him open for a, a long touchdown. Yeah. And Texas scores. There it is. There it is. You can hear in the background. Ben Ewers just hit a long pass. And it was to Xavier Worthy. And Xavier Worthy really makes up for his first, first drop of the game. A huge lead for the Texas Longhorns. Okay. Longhorns await the point after touchdown. It's uh, Texas 9, Alabama 3 with a PAT to follow. We got to go.
We'll be back next week before the Wyoming game. For Ben and for Scotty, I'm Ed Clements. Hook'em Horns, Longhorns lead Alabama. We'll be back next week on KOBJ.